Welcome to this week's episode of The Disgruntled. I'm your host, Leslie Dares, joined as always by John Gresham. And guys, this week we are joined by Sergeant First Class Adam Black. Adam, how are you doing today, man? Good, how are you? Doing good, doing good. So for our listeners that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, my name is Sergeant First Class Black. I've been in the United States Army for 12 years as a 31 Bravo military police uh started a tiktok page about two and a half months ago uh using my drill sergeant status uh <laughs> if you will as my claim to fame uh and the page has been blowing up so that's how people know me now just drill sergeant fitness so you started that two months ago yeah jesus christ that Anything is how many followers? Uh, I checked just a few minutes ago before we started this, and I think I'm up to 145,000. <laughs> Gee, so what made you? What made you want to start doing a TikTok being a drill sergeant? So it's a funny story. So <clears throat> Assassin's Creed Valhalla came out. Great game. Oh yeah, excellent. The <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Uh, series so at the end of the night i'd be sitting there playing it and my wife and my daughter would be sitting there and they'd be listening to all these different tiktoks and i didn't know what tiktok was honestly like i knew it was a new social media platform but all i knew of it was it was all these teenage kids like dancing to like 15 20 second videos i was like okay that's that's not for me i'm like i'm 37 that's that's not for me so I was sitting there, and I'd be playing, uh, be playing the game, muted, and they're listening to all these TikToks, and I'm hearing the same song over and over and over, like whatever the song of the week was, and I'm hearing it over and over and over, and I finally was like, "What are y'all in?" They're like, "No, you got to check it out. It's different videos." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's just a bunch of kids dancing." They're like, "No, it's different now. Like people get on there and do all sorts of different platforms." Um, and she actually showed me a bunch of different ones of different military members. And I was like, oh, well, I could, I'm funny. I'm hilarious. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> so I kicked it off with just like, I was like, okay, well, what, what, what kind of platform am I going to do? So my initial intent was to give, um, you know, tips on fitness and joining the army and basic training and stuff like that. Uh, and I started making videos like that. And of course I wasn't getting any hits. No one really gave two shits. So I started doing the funny videos. That's what reels them in. And then when I go live, then people have questions about like, you know, Hey, I'm 16. I'm thinking about joining in two years. What are some, you know, some tips you can give me? So on and so. So, so there you go. You know, going off of what you just said, if we have somebody listening to this that, that wants to join, what's your number one tip that you give people that want to join the army? So my number one, because you know people are always like you know, hey, I, le-, I always get the hey, I leave in six weeks or hey, I leave in two weeks or I leave in one week. So my my advice varies off of when you're if you've already signed up and when you're leaving. My biggest thing is the fitness portion. Yeah, we get way too many uh, trainees that come in and have never done a push up, never ran a day in their life, 
which is fine. I'll get you there. Yeah. But they get injured really quick because they're not used to it. So like they go for a run and it's shin splints, twisted ankles. <laughs> um, even get so far as to like uh, hip fractures. You know what I mean? G- from running? Yeah, we get a lot of hip fractures, like especially uh, in females when they go on the ruck marches just because uh, all that weight on their hips. Um, huh. So yeah, my big advice is if you know you're going to join and you're looking at years down the line, start your fitness journey now. Yeah. And get your, get your muscles and your your bones and everything ready. Right, yeah. No, definitely because, I mean – you hear it all the time, the whole, you know, back in my day, you know, base has gone soft. I mean, if you look at it now, it's, it's the same thing. Don't even get me started on that shit, man. Like, that's, get started on that's, it. Let's, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Why, why, in your opinion, why do you think the majority of the populace, especially the, the vet bros, as I call them, <laughs> why do they think the army's gotten soft? What is, what is your take on that? Oh man. Um, so from from my perspective, looking at it now, like the army's on the because you know everybody has to be you know that that politically correct has to be PC. You can't say something mean to somebody, and you know just different stuff like that. And you know taking away the shark attack during basic, you know oh that's gone soft. You know just different stuff like that is my perspective. So we'll, we'll start with that the the shark attack what. That went away, but it didn't go away. Okay. Innocent. Explain. Okay. <laughs> people assume the majority of the people that come onto my pages and on my lives and stuff, they're like, hey, what you, why'd the shark attack go away? Why is the army soft now? The shark attack as a tradition was simply the privates would get off the bus, stand in formation, uh, get screamed and yelled at for 15, 20 minutes or whatever, and then kick them upstairs and start feeling process. Yeah. That's in a nutshell what the shark attack was. It was just like a shock and awe. Well, down in Fort Benning, they implemented what is called the first hundred yards. Privates get off the bus now, and instead of standing in formation and getting yelled at, they now have a team building exercise that they're doing while getting and screamed and yelled at. Hmm. Like drill stars are still there, increasing the stress level and pumping up the volume. But the privates now have actually have something to do versus just standing there getting yelled at. <laughs> that makes that makes sense. You're getting them something to actually, you know, think about and do before they, you know, get yelled at and screamed when they go to the base. I'm sure once you go to the base, it's screaming and yelling. I don't know. I'm not a drill yet. Like I know, because <laughs> I remember um, what's it? Angry cops did a did a video mm. on it. And that's what that's what the that's what the world saw was Sergeant Major of the Army Grinston down there watching the first hundred yards happen, and drill sergeants are just standing there. But yeah. Let's let's be real, man. Like Sergeant Major of the Army's there, and it was being streamed live. <laughs> yeah. Get the <coughs> yeah the best possible version you can of that. Oh yeah. So my other point of that, why you know the whole Army goals, so. Politically correct. How hard is it now to be pol- politically correct, quote unquote, as a jewel sergeant? Do you think? No. <laughs> I give him the same speech. Like, hey, I, I honestly give two 
two two shits where you're from, who you think you are, where you've been. Like here, all of you start at a clean slate. Like that's pretty much it. Yeah. And that has seemed to work since day one. Yeah, because I mean, you, you don't know anybody. Like you're seeing everybody for the first time ever. So yeah, I, I can see that starting with the clean slate. Like the, cause you know, we, all the different personalities start coming out a few weeks in, you know? Oh yeah. But I, I tell them too, like, I, I really don't care if you were like the star quarterback, if you were, uh, I don't know, a band geek, like I don't care. <laughs> You're now a trainee. As, as cliche it is, you know, from what is that? A full metal jacket, you know? You're all equal pieces of crap. <laughs> <laughs> Cliche as it is, that, that's how we can do it. Yeah. Uh, the whole politically correct thing, like I, I don't, I don't see, I don't yeah. see where I don't. The thing is about the way we run our company is we're firm but fair. Like we, because you're always going to have those privates that try and like suck up to the drill sergeants or be buddy buddy with the drill sergeants we, we, we shut that shit down yeah we shut it we shut it down yeah no fuck that like, you're, you're here to train bro you're, <laughs> you're here to be a soldier and then move on yeah I wanted nothing to do with my drill sergeants when I was in basic <laughs> I don't remember I don't remember I don't know if I remember any of my drill sergeants name nah I try I try I to say and it's funny too is the I remember mine I still keep in contact with them uh, as a mentor, uh, anytime like I PCS or I'm about to do something new, uh, if I have a question, I email. He gives me answers. Oh wow! And I, yeah, and I, I carry on the same question. I when privates graduate before they move on, I give them my uh, government email. I'm like, hey, if you have questions down the road, feel free to reach out. Like that's that's me. That's not every drill yeah. sergeant. Uh, most drill sergeants are like. Hi, see you later. <laughs> Don't ever talk to me. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's pretty cool to have. I mean, I'm friends with my one of my drill stars on Facebook, and we'll reach out every now and then, you know, you know, shoot the shit, see how each other's doing. But, yeah, no, I've never. I mean, you guys got, like, because what's, uh, what's your MOS? I'm 11 Bravo. Okay. So your guys' uh, MOS is huge. Yeah. Like, 31 Bravo? Is is actually very pretty small. Like chances are, I'm going to run into these uh, these privates again. So you know, who knows? I mean, one day down the road, one of them might be a team leader in my platoon or a squad leader in my company. You know what I mean? So that's how I see it. Like as far as you know, oh, you graduated by. Don't ever talk to me again. Like that's not how I will. Yeah, because. You're, you said you're an MP, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely probably going to see some of them again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they're, I mean, a lot of them already reached out. So that, but that's just how I would. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good thing to have for sure. For sure. So what is your your favorite private story that you, you like to tell or can tell? <laughs> That I like to tell or one that I can tell because <laughs> like I'll be brutally honest, man. I'm not, I'm not going to put it on the, on the recording. <laughs> I got a career to, to think about. True. True. Um, true. <laughs> I will say this one and it's kind of heartwarming I, and I know, right. Cause I'm a drill sergeant. Everyone wants to hear all the crazy stories, right. From basic training. 
Uh, I will say this: it's kind of heartwarming. It's gonna, it kind of gets you in the feels, but it's 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 a moment that I'll never forget. So <clears throat> we were doing our leadership board, right? Uh, you guys remember that in basic training? We had like a like a leadership board. I don't know if you guys did it. I was like, explain. Uh, we do it, uh, but basically one one private from each platoon uh, is a representative of their platoon. It's basically just like any other board. Oh, okay. And it's you know all the platoon drill sergeants plus the first sergeant ask them a bunch of basic questions. You know, winner is now. The leadership awardee for the company, right? Oh, so, like your your honor grad, like BLC and stuff like that. How they have those boards? Kind of, yeah, kind of sort. Of. Okay, yeah, but really to like, yeah, well, like for BLC, ALC, you always have like the the board. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we ran the board like normal, and then we brought them all back in, and we announced the winner, and that dude immediately started crying, and we were just <laughs> like, what? The- <laughs> They're like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> like I said, we were all just kind of like, oh my god, dude! Like, what? The fuck? Um, <laughs> no, apparently, like, he came from like a super broken home, and when he decided to join the army, like nobody had his back. His mom didn't have his back. His dad didn't. None of his friends had his back. They all thought it was either a joke or a waste of time, or that he couldn't do it. And now, not only was he, like, days away from graduating, but he now just won, like, this leadership award. So, that, there, were, there were tears of happiness, tears of joy. And we were just like, oh, yeah. get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it still catches you off guard that when the kid just randomly just starts crying. <laughs> yeah, like, get, the fu- get the fuck out of here so I can cry. Yeah, right? <laughs> Go away so I can let some out. <laughs> I can't show weakness. I will say this to you though: uh, a lot of my dad qualities come out while I'm at work because I am—I'm a father. I got two kids, so a lot of my dad second one on the way. You know, so like you see, you see a kid cry to have me. It's like, oh god, get out of here before I start crying. <laughs> yeah, I can't be a dad right now. No, <laughs> no, I'm just, so. Did you want to be a drill, or did you just come up on orders and it just? No, I did. Did you? From the from the beginning of your career, I yeah. I mean, I was one of those dudes that when I came in, I saw how cool you know my drill sergeants were, and I was like, oh, I'd like to do that job. But then, um, trying to remember, two thousand and eighteen, uh, I was stationed in Germany at the time. And I was was getting close, or I was about six months out from uh, having to go back to the states from hitting my dearos. I was bugging Branch like crazy, like, bro, let's make this happen. And Branch was just kind of giving me the runaround. I was getting everybody involved too. I got my first sergeant, my commander, my sergeant major, your sergeant major. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> anybody that would, anybody that would listen, like, oh yeah, yeah, you want to go drill? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me make a phone call. Let me shoot an email. Uh, and I remember too. I opened up my email one day, and it was just everything. Um, because I was up for the seven board around that time. And the results came out, 
and I was deemed, you know, promotable. So I got that email that was like, you know, hey, congratulations, you're now a staff sergeant promotable. Got another email on orders to Leonard Wood and got another email for a school slot for drill sergeant. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I requested That's my ultimate goal is try to drop a drill packet before I get picked up on a recruiter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like career-wise, it, it's a smart move. In yeah. Career-wise, it's a smart move. Uh, it's a lot cooler of a job. If you want, I'm not trying to hang around high schools and beg, oh, you know, high school. <laughs> bro. Like, I'm, you know, okay. I'm, that's not me. I know a couple of Army recruiters out there. You know, more power to you, bro, but that, that, that ain't for me. Nah. The funny thing to you, man, is uh, Army uh, was not my first choice. It was actually the Air Force. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was my first, first choice. Well, that's all I knew of the military. Oh. Uh, I, I was living at the time uh, right outside of Eglin Air Force Base down in Florida. And I oh, had shit. my whole family was like Air Force. I had two grandfathers that retired out of the Air Force. So that's all I knew of the military was the Army, or excuse me, the Air Force. That's all I knew. So when I made the decision to join, I went down there, walked in, and the Air Force recruiter looked at me and he was like, nah, bro, I didn't have it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, he said I was too fat. <laughs> what? He said I was too fat. We had, we had a guy on a couple of weeks ago, one of my best friends. He um, He's like 280, somewhere around there. Big, big dude, but he, he's... Muscle, and he was one to join the Air Force. Like you got to cut down to two hundred, and he's like, "There's no physical way," because he's like six three. <laughs> he's like, yeah. "There's there's no physical way I can cut down to two hundred. Like he's like, "Fuck that." Yeah. So he ended up just not going. But no, Eglin's nice. My dad. Was yeah, I I lived in I lived near Eglin, and um, God, I don't even know what year it was. Um, I lived there for like like seven years. My dad, my stepdad was Air Force. He was like a, I think he retired like a, a master sergeant or something. I, f- I forget what it is. I forgot what he ended up. He was in for like 18, 20 years, something like that, 22 years. My dad was down at RTB down at Eglin. It's nice. Though. So yeah, he was like, no, nah, man, it's not happening. I was like, oh, okay. I was at that point just kind of like, all right, well, now what? Because this is what I really wanted to do. <laughs> like, you can go next door and see if the Marines or Army will take you. And so, uh, <laughs> always. I literally just walked into the next door, which happened to be the Army. Oh, nice. And I remember I walked in, and there were two big old staff sergeants just sitting at their <laughs> desk with their feet propped up on the desk. And I was like, hey, man, uh, Air Force turned me down. They said I was too fat. What do you got to say? And they're like, <laughs> Nah, come on in, man. You'll be fine. <laughs> so, w- were were you a big boy? Were were you fat, or was it was it muscle? Uh, God, Trevor. <laughs> that was the thing. Okay, I've always been a gym rat. Yeah. Always been in and out of the gym. My grandfather was a personal trainer until uh, until the day he died. Damn. Let's just wow. put that. I didn't do I didn't do any cardio. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Just, I, I I know guys like that, but they can still. I mean, it's impressive the amount of weight that they can just move. It's insane. So I've, whew. yeah. And um, to think, dude, power if I and shit. One more door down, uh, I'd, I'd be in the Marine Corps. Jeez, 
See, but you probably can't see yourself in the Marine Corps now that you've been in, you said what, 13 years? Uh, no, it was uh, 12 years this January. 12 years. But, no, and then looking back to you, I, I think the Army was the right choice. Like in terms of, in my opinion, um, in terms of, I don't want to say professionalism, I will say in terms of, maybe intensity level like air force is down here air force is pretty chill pretty lax you know what i'm saying yeah or is up here or is army somewhere in the middle and that's what i like you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> that's my opinion of the of the army as a whole like we can be professional when it's time to be professional but we also know how to like kick back and have a good time yeah you know what I'm saying? yeah shoot the shit have some fun you know what i mean the Marines are 110 miles an hour at everything. At everything. <laughs> like, especially now I'm 37, bro. Like, that's... Like, <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. I can go 110, like, that, but at some point, like, I'm going to eat that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I literally... I just... I had a... Um, one of my best friends from sixth grade um, had his wedding this past weekend, and... I was a groomsman, and we had to be there at 9.30 a.m. I didn't leave until 10.30 p.m. or 11, and I drank through the whole day. And the next day, I was like, ooh, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> Getting too old. Not like I used to. That's hot, man. I don't I don't know what it is about drinking. I don't even get hungover anymore. Like, I, I, I wasn't, that wasn't terrible, but... I don't know. I think, man, I think uh, COVID-19 really, <laughs> really, <laughs> really made some uh, some drinkers out of people who weren't normally drinkers. For sure. <laughs> well, we, we were both at Bragg together, and you, Bragg, you just drink anyways, no matter what, time, yeah. what day of the week it is. Well, what's funny, too, is uh, like I said, I now that I'm on TikTok – I try and follow follow all the trends. I noticed that it was a January of this year. The big trend or the thing that I was seeing on TikTok a lot was people noticing that things were a little different. As, you know, it was like, has anyone noticed that the days are going by a lot slower or, you know, just all these weird things. And I was like, yeah, your ass isn't sitting at home drinking all the time. Does anyone notice things are different? Yeah, you're not, you're not sitting at home drinking bottle after bottle. <laughs> you're actually having to do stuff. So, time, time speeds the fuck up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you brought up COVID. How has, has COVID affected um, basic training? Oh, that's a good one. Um, not a whole lot, like you would think. When it first hit, we were actually in mid-cycle. We had just passed the BCT portion before moving into AIT, and everyone was kind of like at a loss. Like, what, are, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are we supposed to do? Like, luckily for us, a lot of AIT, uh, the first few weeks of AIT is nothing but classroom work. Right? Mm. So that didn't really affect it, like, other than, you know, sitting – every other chair and then you know everyone had to wear something over their nose and mouth at yeah. the time everyone was just using their neck gaiters 
which was hilarious because it was mid-March in Fort Leonard Wood. Oh, and Jesus. it's extremely hot. So everyone's got a neck He's in her dying. Just sweating. Oh. <laughs> it's oh. weird now. Like, you still see people with neck in her time. Like, man, we've been in this pandemic for over a year. Like, go by. Get them. <laughs> we have been in this. <laughs> like, you've got to be toasty on a there. Um, <laughs> but other than that, no, they, they did take out a few things that, you know, stuff that would require uh, privates to put hands on one another, like combatives or first aid. That went away for a while. Hmm. Um, for, like, you know, like the practical exercises first aid like all the buddy carries that went away uh those are back now Kabatas is still a no-go but i'm pretty sure that'll come back that's pretty much it they did away with family days and uh family graduations but those are coming back now so everything's getting back to the way it was they still gotta wear a mask the drill sergeant hat yeah i've seen Mm -hmm. you make a couple videos about you know privates touching the drill sergeant hat there it is. Boom. Oh, shit. <laughs> you got tear on it, bro. Has that actually happened? Have you had somebody touch your hat? Um, Honestly, no. I no. really haven't. <laughs> what would happen? So, you touch somebody with your hat. <laughs> <laughs> Have I? Uh, yeah, like, on, you know, honest, and honest to God, it's been on accident. Like, <laughs> in the moment, and then you get, like, really close, and you're like, oh, crap, I just... <laughs> my bad. You're like, oh shit, my bad. Um, no, there's been times where like I'm in the bay and I'll take it off, put it on uh, the fire guard desk, and I'll forget that I had like I took it off and I go to leave, and they'll stop me like, Josar, Josar. Ah, cool. Appreciate that. No, dude. Well, totally the direction. They could have totally not said anything. Let me leave the room. And then now I'll never see that hat again. <laughs> now you see a TikTok with some private wearing your drill sergeant hat. Yep. Either, no. either that or they treat it like a ticking time bomb. <laughs> or it ends up in the latrine. It ends up in the toilet. <laughs> oh, no. No, uh, I've been fortunate enough. The hat that the privates have had that level of respect yeah. for myself. And the hat and what it represents that they don't. I'm sure some want to. <laughs> and I'll mess with them. I'll mess with them because I always, I always do this thing where I'm like, you know, this is totally like because you know when they first get to the company, we sort them into different platoons. And I was, I'm always like, because I'm a dad and I do dad jokes. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, this is definitely like the sorting hat from Harry Potter. Like, I'll put it over their head. Oh, you would do great things in first platoon. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I like hover it over their head, they're like, "Uh, uh-uh, nope, okay. I want that." Because <laughs> everyone knows you don't touch that hat. Like, yeah. you don't. So, mail time in basic training. Mm-hmm. My drill sergeants were professional letter throwers. <laughs> there is an and especially like if. <laughs> Parents send like a birthday card or something, has some heft to it. Yeah, you hear just right, bro. You can. <laughs> I said like, we we every time we do, he's like, all right, yeah, I pro because he's hit a couple kids in the eyes and like Jesus Christ, dude. dude. 
do you have do you have like a standard uh, um, reaction to candy in a box, or, or or is it just different based on what you see? My reaction is always like, do you really need all this crap? You know what I mean? Honestly, like, do you really nice? <laughs> yeah, I mean, call it reverse psychology if you want to, but they're like, you know what, drill starts to you right. I don't need this. I'm like, yeah, I right, see, cool. that's <laughs> make them feel bad for it. Make yeah, them make the decision. Like, you, you know, like in the in, well, because the, the way we do it, um, obviously it's their property. They got sent it. Um, we don't physically take it from them. Uh, but we'll give them, they get like time hacks uh, and the time hacks increase throughout the cycle. But I think in red phase, in fact, I think in red phase, it's no. if I remember correctly, red phase, like, no, you're not eating that crap. And then white phase, it's like, I think three or four, we give them like three or four minutes to eat whatever they can. And it increases. But like, yeah, as we start getting through the cycle, I'm like, do you really need that? Come on. You've been working really hard. <laughs> You've been working really hard. Do you want all that hard work to go to bed? Yes. And then you take it in your office. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, I go back to the conference room and I slam, you know, like two Twinkies and then go back out. (laughs) (laughs) Best thing. What's the best thing you found in a box? Um. <laughs> there was a private. I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to throw his name out there. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> he is an animal person who loves cats. Like he's a cat guy. He got and has a subscription to and had it sent to basic training cat fancy magazine. <laughs> what what is what is Cat Fancy Magazine? Oh gosh. For cat lovers, for cat people. All right. Like that blew me away. You know what I mean? Like because we like, you know, parents will send their kids to this shit. Like big family size boxes of M and M's toiletry items, like Parents always send their kids toilet paper. Like we're not giving them. Paper. <laughs> no one wants that one ply. That. I, you're not deployed. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, why, why are your parents sending you like a twelve pack of toilet paper? Do they think that we'll give you any? We gotta like, send them a care package. Is is that one ply? No one wants that one ply. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, you oh you know for a fact some of them are sending letters back like yo send me some like three ply toilet paper. <laughs> Drill sergeants only give us like one roll of toilet paper per week. Like bro, how much? How many, <laughs> how many food tickets do you need, bro? Um, <laughs> fucking wiping with fucking paper towels. You know, but, but yeah, I know this dude uh, had Cat Fancy magazine, and I was like, no, you're no. <laughs> That's either can't <laughs> put your subscription on hold or every time you get sent it, it's going straight to your personal bag. I don't want to see you in the bay at night like, ooh, you know. <laughs> ooh, kitty. Ooh. You know, ooh, <laughs> look at these line of, you know, cat collars that come out. See, but the thing is, you might not have said his name, but if he, whatever 
gets a hold of this, he's going to know who we're talking about now. <laughs> he knows who he is. He knows oh, who he is. I hope he listens to this. Like, Maybe I mean, we'll get him on. As soon as you said he was a cat person. <laughs> Talk about his cat magazines. Uh, well, as soon as you said he was a ask cat him person. How, ask, ask him if that would have made a difference in his basic training experience. I know, like, would it have made it better or worse if you could have read uh, <laughs> your cat fancies? things your cat is trying to tell you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, fun fact about cats my wife tells me all the time. Apparently, cats don't meow at each other. They just meow at people to tell them something. So yeah. that's yeah. yeah, yeah. That was I a learned it. trait. I learned. She taught. She saw that on TikTok and told me. Did she learn? Did she read that? Did, did she learn it from her? Magazine. <laughs> 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 no, she learned it from TikTok. <laughs> you know, funny thing too is, uh, I held many, many jobs before I joined the military, and one of them it was short lived, but it was I worked at a call center. Like a like a complaint line basically oh, for like hundreds of magazines, and one of them was because that's the thing too. Like all these different magazines out there, when you call the one eight hundred number, it all goes to the same call. Yeah. Center. And sure enough, like that's the only reason I knew what Cat Fancy magazine was <laughs> my time working at a call center, bro. People get livid if their latest issue is not in the mail. Like, hey. It's supposed to be here a week ago. Where's my cat fancy? <laughs> Pretty much. And I just be like, bro, this guy is so pissed. Like, <laughs> get through the way. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, being deployed, I can see you getting like cat fancies, but like basic, like, come on, man. This whole podcast now is is brought to you by the latest issue of Cat Fancy. Not a sponsor. We need yeah. to throw that out there. Man, you we know, like, what, what does your litter box say about you? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Six ways to make your litter box not smell like shit. God. Dude, cat people can't be trusted. I don't care. Hey, right. I, I have one cat. He's an outdoor <laughs> cat. He doesn't hang out around here. I got, I got two dogs, but he's he's more like a dog than he is a cat. That's what I'm saying. I got three the thing cats. about cats, like cats, you have to earn their affection. Yeah, right. Dogs, you could literally, like, you know, yell at for crapping on the floor and then call <laughs> them and they'll just come running over two seconds later. Cats, if you piss off a cat, like, you have to re-earn their affection. That, and you should be scared for your life. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Cats are vicious. Cat- dogs, for the most part, are just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, cats can turn on you in a snap of a finger. Yeah, well, uh, it's cats and something else. I forget what it is, but there, there's only like two or three things that kill for fun, and cats are one of them. <laughs> They're the only ones that kill oh, mammals, you know, humans. We we are a dog family. We have two dogs. We're, we no cats here. We're um, I got three dogs, two cats, and two guinea pigs. I got a fucking zoo going on. Oh golly, yeah, you do. Yeah, it's okay. Not a gas car. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you got a small little petting zoo going on. Dude, for real. Well, the only reason we got the guinea pig is because my daughter is autistic and it's very good, like, um, like a therapy animal for for that, and it, yeah. it helps her out a lot. So, so the reason we got the guinea pigs. So, I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it for sure. So, so, oh, go ahead. No, go. go. 
You go. Okay. Um, so feel free. You can feel free not to answer this question. Um, how do you feel about what they've said recently about pulling all troops from? Is it is it the whole Middle East or is it just Afghanistan as of right now? Um, on September 11th. Um, I got asked that same question earlier today. Oh wow! And I'm the same thing I told them. Um, not my lane. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's not my. Lane. Yeah. There's like there's a few things honestly I won't talk about uh, politics and um, army politics in general. Like I, that's, yeah. that's not. I stay out of it. Yeah. That's how you get in trouble. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not only that, but I also don't want people to think my personal opinion, because I am a drill sergeant and because I am in the Army, I don't want people to think that my personal opinion is, like, the Army's opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, because I, people will come on my page all the time uh, during, like, a live, and they'll be like, you know, hey, uh, Trump or Biden? Not answering, bro. Like, (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. No. yeah. That I, 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 I was like, I only, I meant to ask. Um, oh no, no, no. We, she was in the Air Force. I don't think she had. She did. She, I don't remember if she had deployed or not. But um, I was like, well, I was like, if he's deployed, I was like, I'd be interested to just see what he thinks about it. If he wanted to have an opinion on it, just because, I mean, it. it I mean, obviously, it is a big deal. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I absolutely understand like staying out of it because I mean it is kind of like a political thing. I mean, no matter no matter what, like it it, it is a political thing in a way. Um, yeah, yeah, I get it. That's why that's why I said like feel free not to answer because like I get it. Yeah, no, and like I say, but it's it's not like I didn't take any offense by it, but I just I'm not staying out of it. Like you want to ask me about my two uh, Dotsons or <laughs> <Dog>? Sure. <laughs> Ask me about you know the conflict in the Middle East. I'm going to stay out of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's, that's a good way to end your career right there too. I mean, like I say, man, um, you never know who's watching, and that's the thing too about um, bringing it back to uh, all the TikTok videos. I actually reached out because there's a lot of higher higher ups on TikTok. Yeah, I've I've noticed that. There's lieutenant colonels, there's sergeant majors, first sergeants, all sorts of different people, captains. And when I first started out, I reached out to a bunch of and asked like their opinion. Like, do you feel like us making these videos are unprofessional? And the best advice I got was as long as you stay within the guidelines of, I'm trying to remember the regulations. It's uh, the public affairs regulation. Yeah. Specifically about social media. As long as you work within those guidelines and you're not bringing discredit to the uniform, I don't see the harm in it. Yeah. If anything, I feel it's been helping because, like I said, I reel them in with the humor. And then once here, then I start talking army stuff. Like, Cause I get a lot of like, you know, Hey, I'm thinking about joining, but I'm kind of on the fence. What are the benefits of being in the military? Oh, I don't know. Uh, the fact that I have, uh, an associates paid for completely by the United States army and I'm working on my bachelor's. The fact that I've been stationed overseas twice and have seen 
some of the coolest places and met some of the coolest people that I never would have done on my own, yep. you know, so on and so forth. So reel them in with the humor, stick around for, you know, I guess recruiting stuff because <laughs> I feel like a recruiter nine times out of, uh, nine times out of 10, when they start asking these questions. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> Like you said, weirdest questions too, bro. I'll get one that's like, "Hey, I'm in a wheelchair. Can I join?" I'm like, "Uh, I'm gonna go with." Uh. <laughs> but when it gets to that, like, there's no way that dude's serious. Yeah, I mean, at uh, least you I would hope sure. not. <laughs> I, have a, uh, I have a club foot. Can I? Can I still join? I'm like, uh, sure. I don't. I'm not, go talk to your recruiter. I, I don't know. Go talk to your little local recruiter. There's a waiver. Ask me yeah. how basic training. So I'll give you those. <laughs> so how much hate then, have you gotten from your page, though? So I'm sure. <clears throat> how much hate have you gotten from your page? Um, I mean, I get my fair share. I noticed that the. I don't know how I want to word this without sounding. I noticed there's some. I'll just put it this way. I noticed there's certain individuals that get a lot more than I do. Yeah. Like bad. Hmm. To the point where I'm like, okay, now it's not even funny anymore. Now it's just like, I guess you use the term cyberbullying. Yeah. I mean, I get my fair share of like vet bros that are like, you know, oh, look, uh, you know, the army's gone. I had brothers that died in that uniform. The real person is on TikTok. Nah, I'm like, I, I made a funny video, bro. <laughs> Tell me it wasn't yeah. funny, and then I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> now we've had two people on that have pretty big uh, TikTok following. We had E4 mm-hmm. Mafioso come on. Yeah, and um, Matt's all right. I don't know if you know either one of them, but I know uh, E4. I'm, I'm I'm well aware of his work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had him actually like two weeks ago, and then um, Matt's all right. He was a former Marine, and he. He uses his like TikTok to um, pretty much self awareness for um, mental health and stuff like that throughout the army because of the the stigma that is with mental health in the army or not even just the army but the whole military in general. So you know TikTok can be used for good, and but they both get like we were saying they both get hate. You know Matt's oh, right yeah. was talking about how you know people call him Soul and Valor all the time because he goes on there and tells his stories of of his mental yeah. health and his problems and stuff like that. Which, it's shitty because it's kind of a recruiting tool, too, at the same time with you. Like, you have people asking you, hey, how can I get better? How can I, you know, what do I need to do to join the Army? Literally, like I said, anytime I go live, (laughs) you can even go to any of my videos and scroll through the comments and you're going to see the same. Like I said, anytime I go live, people post comments, it's always like, hey, I'm thinking about joining. What are some of the benefits for uh, I already signed up. I leave in six months. What should I be doing now to prepare? Yeah. Or even the list goes on and on. And I'm more than happy to help out because I'd rather, I'd rather them get a good answer and step off on the right foot than go in blind. And like I said, my big thing is fitness, you know, hence the name drills aren't fit. <laughs> my big thing is fitness, injury prevention. I'd rather give them uh, some tips, some tricks now, so that way when they get there, hopefully I prevented shin splints, you know, rolled ankles, whatever, 
because that's our number one killer of um, privates being held over is injury. Yeah. And I, and I hate to see it because there's nothing worse than a private going to basic training, getting injured, watching all of their friends graduate and move on with their lives. And they're, and they're still there chilling with crutches, you know, a cast on their foot, so on and so forth. So if I can give out a little bit of advice and prevent that from happening, bro, I'll make a funny TikTok to reel them in. Hey, that's all it takes. <laughs> My brother, my brother was actually a, an MP for I think five years. I think was how long his contract was. But he had the same thing happen to him. Um, he, man, he had the worst thing. I'm sure he won't mind me telling. Um, he you basically hope. he was do, they were doing the um, combatives, um, yep. and they had like all the mats rolled out or whatever. And he, one of his guys, was wrestling on his team. Somebody, and they won. And it like won the tournament or whatever for the team. And he jumped up and when he landed, his foot landed like halfway on the mat and halfway on like the floor underneath it. Rolled his ankle, spent like, I want to say two years, could have been a year, could have been a year and a half. But it was quite a while and basically holdover, just waiting. I was like, oh, God. And that's the thing too is, and it's not even the injury, and it's not even the injury that's itself that's going to make them be there for such a lengthy time it's the logistical portion i mean you're looking at a standard basic training company has sometimes 200 to 250 privates each battalion has close to four to five companies then you look at three to four companies per battalion or uh, excuse me per brigade then three to four brigades on post. I mean, you're looking at literally hundreds of yes. thousands of privates. Mm-hmm. Logistically, they're all just sitting around waiting for an appointment so that they can get <laughs> a, an RTD, a return to duty. Jesus. Then we got to stick them in a company that's going through whatever phase they left off. Like we're talking days, weeks, months. Yeah. So, like I said, if we can. If I can start reaching out to these kids now, like, hey, start start running, start stretching, start doing push-ups and sit-ups, start, you know, rolling out you know, with like a foam roller or whatever. Like, I'll do what I can. So do you think, like, the injury stuff is the product of, like, the generations, like, video game generation, sit, watch their phones all the time? You think it has to do with that generation or it's just it happens? I think honestly, I think it just happens. I mean, regardless of what generation it is, I mean, we still get kids that come in. They're like, oh, yeah, I played, you know, football in high school. So, like, I'm good to go. And sure enough, they are. They're excellent at running. You know, their PT's fine. They get some that are like, yo, I was in marching band. Oh, okay, great. So, they're used to like being on their feet all day with like, you know, heavy objects yeah. in their hands or on their back. They're fine. And then, yeah, then we do. do oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. Then we get some that are like the call of duty generation. Like, yeah, <laughs> we have this one kid that I was, uh, we, he ended up earning the nickname, not by us, but by, his, uh, 
You know what's funny too? You know, and I'll say this: uh, privates give each other worse nicknames than drill sergeants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. I mean, nine times out of ten, privates giving each other more shit than we give them. But yeah. this one dude, he he earned the name Grandpa's Boy because, like, he was he was raised by his grandma. She basically took care of him and did everything. Yeah, he was like, I'm going to join the army. Never did a push-up, never sit up, never went for, like, a stroll down the block. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I, I don't think it really necessarily has to do with the generation. It just has to do with that. Like, what did you do prior to coming? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Grandma's I Boy mean, is a great movie, though, so. I was going to say that, too. <laughs> <laughs> um... But, you know, going back to the logistical side of it, like, like I tell people all the time and they don't even realize it. Like I had an airborne contract and so I still had to pass a selection school. I mean, I know it's not like, you know, crazy hard to pass or whatever, but I'm just saying, like, I still had to be selected and I got my orders to brag, like, I think two months into AIT and I still had four months left of AIT. Plus I still had to go to airborne school. So, I mean, like, when you're scheduled that far out, like, and then you, you know, get injured, and it, it's gonna set you back a it long time. Everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I wouldn't call airborne a selection school. Like, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. I wouldn't call airborne a selection school. It's the easiest school in the army. Come on. <laughs> I now. mean, I mean, it is. I mean, <laughs> but it is a selection school. Yeah. I mean, in 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 respect, I mean, you can't just. It's not necessarily <laughs> you're gonna go and pass. I mean. I told a story the other day because um, someone posted on Reddit. Oh, um, it was a depend a diary thing, and it was some dude had gotten the airborne wings on his oh yeah on his neck before before he went to basic, <laughs> and um, and I that actually happened when I was in airborne school. Someone had gotten the wings. I think they were like a little bit lower, like right here where your where your collar line is. And failed, and so we were doing the PT test. And I remember someone going, someone saying, telling him to go down. And then he goes, hold on, hold on, go down again? And he goes, are those fucking airborne wings on your back, soldier? <laughs> he said, get the fuck out of here. Hell so, yeah. I mean, it is a selection process. They <laughs> will kick you out. Hell and yeah. the 41 Club is real. Yeah. Oh, well, no, and that's well. the thing, too, is that, and I, I, I do, I guess the dad side of me, like, feels for these kids, man. Cause like they don't understand, they don't, they don't understand how if you get injured, you've literally just thrown everything. Yeah. Cause we had one, um, like this one, one comes to mind. She had technically passed all graduation requirements. So she was good and she technically graduated. However, she was still on a profile, a temporary profile. And just like the regular army, oh. you can PCS on a temporary on a temporary profile. So she had had orders cut and was ready to go, but until she got that uh, RTD slip from her uh, medical provider, we couldn't let her go. Jesus, and I think it was three four weeks after graduation before she finally got that RTD, and then looks at me like, "Okay, well now when." when do I get to leave drill sergeant? And I was like, uh, as soon as they cut you some new orders, she was like, well, I already had orders cut. I'm like, bro, those orders, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, they just moved man. on and gave that dude 
be stationed to some other project. Like, you got to get new rooms. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yep, yep. Yeah, so, so how, like, how many people do you have come to basic? Because, like, it seems to me, like, I mean, I came in in 2013, and, I mean, Facebook was big. Instagram, I think, was pretty big. But, like, now it seems like social media is, like, way more massive than it used to be. Yeah. How many more do you get it seem like at least that are at least somewhat more educated on how the military were or at least how the army works? Um, I say more than when I first started because there, there's some that, like I said, what, what's that thing in high school? JROTC. Yeah. Right. We get a lot of those, those dudes, those guys and gals that are like, Oh, you know, you can tell they had some form like when it comes to like basic drill and ceremony and stuff like that, that they got that, they, they pick it up real quick. It's like, Oh, okay. That's obviously a JROTC kid. Then you have some that just, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's cause I'm from a different generation, but when I sign up for something or I know I have something coming up, I like to do a little research. Yeah. know what I'm getting into. Like I said, uh, all I knew of the military was the Air Force, but when I actually signed up for the Army, um, I remember I was with my wife, uh, it was my girlfriend at the time, we were in my room, like, and she was a JROTC kid, so she was showing me how to do, like, a left face and a right face. <laughs> I'm like, do a little spin move? What is that? Like, oh, that's an about face. All right, little spin action. <laughs> But, I mean, he makes a good point. You know, kids coming in now, social media, you know, it's huge. How many have you had find you on TikTok? Uh, like I said, we, when I first started TikTok, I was, we were already in cycle. And we were in, way into AIT. Yeah. So those privates knew. But like I said, they were close to graduation. And then the new cycle that came in, um, trying to think off the top of my head. I think like mid-March, uh, they had no idea. Because like I said, my account wasn't uh, what it is now. So they yeah. had no idea. Or if they did, they didn't say anything. I'm sure you'll you'll get a kid. Let's I saw you on TikTok. Like, probably didn't me. I don't know who you're talking about. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It's a different drill sergeant black. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of drill sergeants that I like, I know in person are on TikTok, and I asked them, they said the same thing. Eventually, the privates figure it out. Yeah. Eventually, they're scrolling through the feeds, and your video pops up. And it's funny, too. There's dudes that I was stationed with back in 2008. That had just found me on uh, TikTok one day and just messaged me and was just like, "Bro, is that you?" <laughs> That's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or and that's the thing too. Like I'll say this: like you said, social media is what it is now. I've always used Facebook as um, a networking tool, you know, to keep in contact with people you've either been stationed with, deployed with, or whatever. But with TikTok, I've literally now have 
reconnected with people that, you know, you met like for 10 minutes on a deployment, like on a mission, like on a, or whatever. And they come across your page and like, dude, I know that guy from somewhere. And they message me like, hey, were you in this place during this time? Like, were you deployed here? Were you like, yeah, that's me. Like, bro, I, you know. Yeah. So I think it's cool. Like this whole TikTok thing is reconnecting with people that long lost, you know, lost the military. I think it's pretty cool. And that's cool. Yeah, I was, I was telling my friend earlier today, I said, you know, um, it's crazy because um, some we have actually a, a decently large group of friends that still like at least stay in communication that some of us go back to like sixth grade. Um, and I was like, it's crazy because like, I mean, we have friends that run, you know, so long back that like we're, we're like, hey, man, I know I went to high school with you or I or we've been friends, like really good friends since high school. But like sorry, man, I've been really good friends with this guy since like sixth grade and And because of Facebook and Snapchat and all that stuff, we've all been able to stay in contact. I mean, we have like, we have all Snapchat group chat that we all are in because it's just, it's easy to have. You don't have to, you can put it on mute and not think about it for two months and then come back to it and get on everybody. Get over a thousand messages. (laughs) Yeah, that is exactly (laughs) All right. So, so I tell you how small of a world it is. Uh, there's a couple of videos where I was wearing a uh, Crestview High School uh, sweatshirt, a hoodie. And a lot of people saw it. They would comment like, hey, Crestview High School, like out of Florida? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, I went to Crestview High School. I'm like, oh, okay. And then they see I my last name. They, yeah, they see my last name and then it clicks like, hey, do you have a younger brother? Like, yeah. Did he coach football at, you know, Crestview? Yeah. That's it. That's my kid brother. Small <laughs> of a world. Yeah. So when did you live in Crestview? Uh, from 97 to 2001. And then we moved away. And then I came back down. But I moved to Fort Walton Beach and stayed there until I joined the Army in 08. Yeah, I mean, I I think we may have been living there in 2001, but I was definitely there in like 2002, 2005, something like that. I don't remember, but yeah, yeah, I lived in Crestview myself because my my stepdad was a. (laughs) So, Adam, I want to I want to thank you for joining us. Um, We'll call it a wrap for this episode. Um, At the end of every episode, we like to. Uh, reach out to our listeners and let them know if they ever like they, they need help they're in a situation you know whether it's just somebody to talk to or just you know someone to be there for them that both of our messages are always open I'm sure you wouldn't mind talking to, to people if they needed help you know mentally joining the army anything like that so we'd by like to give out the um, sorry go ahead no, I was going to say by, by all means reach out uh I know I'm not the only one that has lost way too many friends uh, to mental health issues. So, I mean, I know it sounds kind of cliche, but screw it. You know, if you need to talk to someone, uh, reach out, man. I obviously I'm out there. I'm out there on social media. (laughs) You got to do it behind me. Yeah. So, um, John, if you got the number pulled up, go ahead and, uh, Yes, sir. So it is 800-273-8255. So, you know, 
that's the suicide, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Anybody can call that number. So, y'all, if you if you need help, you need somebody to talk to, you can call that number. You can call us. You can text us. You can find us on all of us on social media for sure. So, you know, we now have the Disgruntled Podcast, so you can hit us up on there, and you'll talk to either one of us. Or, well, I guess actually Wes, but either <laughs> way. I got to give you the login. I'm going to be gone all of the summer, so, yeah, I got to give you the login. So Yeah, yeah, it's going to be just me. Exactly. So before we get off, though, let the people know where they can find you on your social media, if you don't mind. No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, go to uh, TikTok's the main one I use. It's Drill Sergeant Fitness, spelled all the way out, Drill Sergeant Fitness. Uh, I just started an Instagram account, uh, same name, Drill Sergeant Fitness. Um, and, of course, I'm on Facebook, like everybody else. Yeah. Those are the only three I got. I don't have YouTube. I don't have Snapchat, Bookface, all that other. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, guys, if you if you if you're listening to this on Spotify or whatever, you got to check out the YouTube version, okay? Yeah. That's where you're gonna see everything. That's where the real content is. Our, our YouTube page, our our Instagram page is up. Like John was saying, the Disgruntled Podcast. Go and find us. But guys, for John Gresham, Jules Sarn, Adam Black, I'm Wes Pedaris. Later, guys. Carry on.